All right. Welcome back to the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. I'm here with my brother, Nick Benson. What's up? Hi, Nicholas. What's up, Justin? How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. Happy to see you. Happy to see you, too. It's been a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, Nick almost broke up with me. <laughs> no, definitely it, wasn't me. It was all you. Because he has a boy band now, so. <laughs> oh, man. Here we go. <laughs> Just kicking off. Already taking shots. I love uh, you, too. <laughs> uh, no, it was 100% on me. I just had to make fun of Nick. There's no way I'm going to own that. <laughs> um, but again, uh, welcome back. It's been a little bit uh, here at the Preserve and Illuminate podcast. We like to be uh, light in a dark world, uh, uh, salt in a, in a bland world. Uh, but also, you know, you could see it's Christmas time, Nick. Hey, hey. We have some stockings it's back here. time of the year. It is. It is. <laughs> Anybody knows uh, the Moss household, um, we definitely, uh, we, like, we like to do Christmas. Yeah. We love us some Jesus. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Amen. Amen. Of all the holidays, We're right? National holiday to celebrate the birth of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And I got like three uh, happy holidays yesterday told to me, and I said, Merry Christmas. Hit them right back. Yeah. With one, Not with two. the cross, <laughs> unless you mean the cross. Yeah. <laughs> got him. <laughs> Let that sink in. Let that sink in. <laughs> Let that sink in a little bit. That's awesome. So how are you, Nick? I'm good. Um, even made the joke before we started. Let's see if we remember how to do this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but ultimately, it's not our control, not our power. Amen. It's always Jesus, always the Holy Spirit. But I do, you know, look forward to these these times and, and it's holiday season. It's Christmas time. It's busy on all fronts uh, from from family to, to work to ministry, et cetera. So, which is a good thing. Praise God for it. Um, but I, like our podcast talks about, I, I really try to stress on being salt and light during this time because yeah. so many people are stressed out and uh, freaking out over some, you know, most of the time material things. It's usually about getting a gift for someone. It's about financial burdens. It's about so many different things that, if we constantly, you know, focus on things of this world, uh, especially during a time like this where it's supposed to be joyful and full mm. of, you know, hol- holiday, you know, love and cheer. And then, like, like we said, celebrating the birth of our Savior, Lord and Savior, this is supposed to be a time that's um, a giving and good time. But it ends up being a lot of fights and, and, you know, warfare in between people because of things. Yeah. And that's not what this time should ever be about really but also even more so because it's christmas yeah and the whole point and i was listening to a message um last night as i was doing some stuff around the house but the whole point of our salvation is to have that joy mm-hmm. right that because we have eternal joy right. joy that can't be taken away from us right right um but a lot of people confuse that joy happiness um mm. You know, the difference emotion. between the two? huh? They, yeah, they make it an emotion rather than right. the actual gift. Correct, correct. But um, right, right, wrong, or indifferent, in, 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 in your mind, I'm going to tell you, in my mind, in my opinion, and what everything that I've read, like nobody could take your joy from you. Mm. Um, but also, I don't believe that anybody that is not saved can have joy. Mm. Um, and that's what, this, that's what this, this preacher was talking about. And he was saying, He's like a lot of people, people have happiness, right? Mm-hmm. They have, you know, temporary momentary happiness, but they don't have joy. And he's like, you could tell. And, you know, I, I wholeheartedly agree, you right. know, and I would challenge you to have a conversation with me otherwise. 
um, because you can't have joy until you know what it took to give you eternity, mm -hmm. to give you your salvation uh, in, in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Like you can, if you don't know that and I'm not talking down to people by any means, but I'm just I'm letting you know, like y you might have happiness mm -hmm. for these little periods, but to have complete joy, um, which can only come from having peace with God. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, to have that. Um, is only through salvation. And if you don't, if you're not saved, um, I encourage you to get saved like right now. Mm. Um, but like you, you, what you think you have is, is joy isn't joy. It's actually just, it's just happiness. Mm. And then you have to really analyze what are those things that are bringing you happiness? Mm. Because if it's anything here on earth, it's not, it's, it's fleeting. It's vanity of vanities. Right. Your happiness only goes as far as you have that thing, right? As soon as that thing is no longer there or available, you're no longer happy, right? You know, and therein is the pursuit, right? Right. The consumer pursuit. Yeah. My, my youngest son, Timothy, when we we're on the father son camping trip told me he wants to go to McDonald's because he needs to go to get a happy meal so he can be happy. Oh, well played. And, and I was like, are you kidding me right now? And he's, you know, five, six years old at that point. And I was like, where did you even come up with that? But you know, time out. Did he get the happy meal? We did go. Good. See, yeah. he won. Yeah, but he that won. Was, that was already pre-planned, but he didn't win because of that saying. No, he won. I almost turned it off. Take the victory. <laughs> Take the victory, Timmy. Take the victory. <laughs> Too good. Yeah, um, but you're right because we search for things, and I wrote down because this topic has been on marinate for almost two weeks now because we were going to do it, oh, I believe, it? last Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I had already wrote down, you know, thoughts because we were going to come here. One of the things I wrote down was peace doesn't come from the search. You find it when you receive it. And that's why I shared that picture with you yesterday, because if you if there's no Jesus, there's no peace. But if you know Jesus, then you know peace. And that's right. what the, the, the word play on the N-O-N-O -no and the K-N-O-W-N-O. -no. Let me unblock you and look at that. <laughs> He's like, I haven't received that yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but we, because it's Christmas, um, and because I shared about the stress of, you know, the, the, the season, I guess you can say, um, Tony Thompson said a couple years back at a Christmas party, he said, why is everyone stressing out? Um, it's not your birthday anyways. You know, mm -hmm. So why are you worried about giving gifts or getting gifts? Because ultimately, it's not really your birthday either way. So that one always kind of stuck to me because I was like, oh, you're right. Like, why, why do we give? You know, so it's, it's supposed to be a joyful time. You're supposed to want to give to others because you have, you know, and it's, it's sharing the love that you were able to give, whether it be a material thing or not. But the greatest gift we can ever receive came here and that's what the celebration is for christmas so i wanted to start isaiah 9 6 um, okay did you have that no oh cool well isaiah 9 6 i don't i don't even have the old testament <laughs> you only got the new testament i got the i got the middle testament <laughs> i got 400 years worth of nothing, <laughs> nothing. so isaiah 9 6 and 7 uh in the nlt says for a child is born to us a son is given to us. The government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. 
The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven, Heaven's armies will make this happen. So, can you read seven again? That's interesting because I want to read the, the the New King James. Yeah. So it says, uh, "His government and its peace will never end. His rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity." The passionate commitment of the Lord of Heaven's armies will make this happen. Okay. Okay. What does your say? Uh, it says, <coughs> it says, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with, ju- with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. I yeah. thought that interesting about like the order it and establish it. Right. And this yeah. is fairness and justice. So, I mean, it, I don't like the word fairness, but because, you know, life's not fair. You can't. Yes, it is. Well, I mean, it, it is completely fair. In a way we of a just God. Well, that's fair. God is fair. But the way we think and the way we go about things can completely derail that because we can feel emotionally right we're just talking about the happiness and joy right so life can feel unfair yeah. for oh well, i mean we're speaking from the side of fleshly yeah yeah that's yeah, what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. yeah so we have because the world the world is going to constantly barrage us with things yeah. that keep us from seeing the true correct right 100 percent. so yes we can feel certain ways yep. and act out those feelings and act like that's what is true yeah um but with the truth and setting that as a foundation like we have we know that there's everything happens for a purpose and it's because god's sovereign correct right so the word fairness in this translation i don't like because it's leading people to think that there is a difference of the real fairness or fairness in, in, in God's word, where I think God's word should be as direct as the new King James says in that, yeah. in that translation, because it's, it's not trying to be PC. I think the words, the word fairness yeah, yeah, yeah. is trying to be a little PC for everybody. Yeah. Where I'm like, nah, don't water it down that much. Just tell judgment and justice. That's you know? it. Boom. Yeah. It, 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 we're going through Joshua, right? And it's harem, it's devotion. Yeah. And it, and some of the guys had an issue with that because they're like, well, what about and what about? And I'm like, no, 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 because it's either harem is set aside for God or it's harem is set aside for judgment, right. destruction. So it's like one way or the other. Yeah. So That's our, why I said that. That's right. why I said that because it, it, is, it is completely fair. The fact that we're breathing is mercy. Alone. Is, uh, 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 right. Yeah. Because, you know, in the economy of God, the scales of God, we have all sinned and fall short of the glory. Every single one of them all have sinned. So, you know, when, 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 when we talk about what is fair, right, then you, it leads you to be like, okay, well, what is fair is this um, ideology of right in my eyes, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's not right. It's like fair, right? Okay, I think this is fair. And to me, right, to me, right yeah. 100%, <laughs> right? There's, there's, there, there's optics of it that, can only be through your filter. Right. Um, but the reason, the reason I said that is because it's, it's completely fair because if, if we're talking and breathing and have an opinion and that means we're alive and that's by the grace of God, because mm-hmm. we deserve judgment right. for the sin that we have committed against God, right. all of them, you know, or even one, 
mm. was enough, right. right? For us to be condemned. That's awesome. See, that's why we talk about this stuff. So, because now, you know, like almost sometimes that could be uh, like a, a saying that kind of filters through your head, like even from upbringing and stuff like kind of like even like, oh, I was lucky I got that. Yeah. I was lucky I did that. It's the same thing. It's like, it's, there's no luck involved. It's all God. There's no coincidence. It's all right. God. You either are devoted to him or you're not. And, you know, he, he factors in the rest of the details. It's mm -hmm. not up to us. It's not up to our emotions. But peace is the topic. And that goes along with this same thought process of people think they need to search for peace or people think that things are going to happen in order to receive peace from an earthly monetary, you know, physical standpoint. But God's word says that peace came to the earth and he established the government. He established a rule here on earth. He came, he lit, he, that's, God sent his own son to the devil's playground to not only bring peace to those that will receive it, but also like a full blown rescue plan mm -hmm. and evacuation plan to get all of his children out before destruction comes before that, you know, the harem side of it, of the utterly destruction, come, utter, utterly destroyed comes. So it's like, I I would take Christmas for granted for so many years because I thought it was just about gift giving. I thought it was just about an emotional thing, what I can get for somebody to make them feel good or make them feel loved because of the gift I just gave them. Right. But ultimately, I've learned the gift came to earth. <coughs> and Isaiah 26, 3 and 4 says, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you all whose thoughts are fixed on you, trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. So peace came to earth, and the only way you're going to keep in it is by trusting in him that came. And for me, that was, that was not to use, uh, I want to say game changer, but because it, ultimately it was, it was more of a revelation than anything. It wasn't necessarily a game changer as far as. No, it was all part of the plan, right? It, it, there's no, there's no change in the game. Right, exactly. Yeah. So like me finally realizing and finally seeing peace, like Romans 5, 1 says, when I finally accepted that gift, I fin finally felt an actual peace. I finally felt an actual relief. I, I finally felt weight off of my shoulders in a, in a, not completely obviously cause it didn't just become perfect after I got saved, but like a literal peace with God that was unexplainable. Yeah. A peace that surpasses all understanding. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, for, in verse four, it says in the, in the new King James, it says, trust in the Lord forever for Yah, capital Y, capital A, capital H, the Lord comma, is everlasting strength. Mm. You, you talk about you talk about that peace, and what 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 that peace is. Once you realize and you accepted Jesus into your heart, and you've confessed with your mouth, um, and you believe. Once that happens, like all the you feel a weight, right? All these burdens are lifted off of you, but also um, a good a good a good reminder at least for you know my wife and I cuz we watch a lot of those true crime uh shows mm. and uh and, and and some of you that watch them will be able to 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 kind of 
you know, agree with me here, but you'll see that every criminal that gets caught and is finally arrested, like they always fall asleep in those interview rooms. Like every single one of them, it's almost like unanimous, right? Mm. And the reason they fall asleep is because they were finally caught. Mm. That weight and burden has been lifted off of them and they have peace Mm. and now they can rest. Right. Wow. So for us, we have that same peace with God where now we can rest. Mm. We can have, because we have that peace. Yeah. We've, we've confessed our sins and, and it's, and it's quite amazing how inside of us, we have the need to confess our sins. We have the desire to have a clean slate and a clean heart. And we pursue it through all kinds of other things outside. But when we find out who God is and what Jesus did for us, accept it, believe it, confess it. And then we, we ask for that washing of his blood. And when that happens, we are completely cleansed and we have peace. And then for the rest of our earthly lives, we are chasing that peace, trying to make sure that we're right with God. Am I right with you? I need to confess my sins. Am I right with you? Is this your will? Is this is where you're calling me? And we continue to have a, a different pursuit. Mm-hmm. But that pursuit is all basically paved with peace, mm-hmm. right? Because we have that peace. Mm-hmm. And we can't take that next step until that next cobblestone is put in place. And God's like, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. And then we can, we can have this walk. In Colossians uh, chapter 3, I'm going to read verses uh, 14. <clears throat> Through, uh, I think, okay, anyways, verses uh, 14 through 19, because of what it says. Um, Actually, I'm only going to go through 17, not 19. Um, But it says, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts. I'm going to just hit the rewind button real quick, make sure everybody gets this one. It says, uh, but above all these things, put on love. And he's talking about the elect. He's talking about <clears throat> these traits that we should have, which are pretty much like fruits of the spirit. But we should have these traits, and the traits are tender, mercy, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. And then he talks about bearing with one another and forgiving one another as Christ forgave us. But above all these things, we should put on love. Mm-hmm. Like all of these should be in love which is the bond of perfection, that love that Jesus had for us, that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that love is pretty much what everything we have should be predicated on. And that's what we should be putting on, which that love is perfect love. Mm -hmm. That is perfection. Something we can never achieve here on earth, but that perfection came down to us so that we can have that redemption. And verse 15, it says, and let the peace of God rule in your hearts to which you also were called in one body and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatever you do in word or deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So <clears throat> everything we have is from him, no mm-hmm. matter what. Mm-hmm. All that we have should be given to him because it's his anyways. And the only things that we truly have should be set on peace and love, which comes from him that we can't fabricate ourselves. So that's why we should put on that love, which is the bond of perfection. And then after we have that, 
do not mess it up, right? <laughs> it, it pretty much is what it's saying. And it says, let the peace of God rule in your heart. Right. So once we've put on, right, this love, which is the bond of perfection, we shouldn't do anything else but love, and then we will continue to have peace. Hmm. Yeah, it's so plain, <clears throat> but so hard at the same time, because our hearts are wicked very our hearts are selfish <laughs> we tend to focus on ourselves and the things around us so it is very important that above all else we put on love because peace won't come without love first correct and the love should be a capital l because it's god's love because that's the only love that will bring about that peace that will create those smooth spots and those rough roads that you're talking about, you know, because even while you were talking, I was picturing like, you know, we have, we have a lot of roads and highways, freeways here in California and occasionally potholes, et cetera, form or truck mm -hmm. ruts and things like that. Um, but then Caltrans will come and smooth it out, right? They'll put asphalt down and smooth it out. And I feel like that's, that's, that's love that leads to peace. So when you come into a conversation loving, peace will come out of it and everything will be smooth outside of that. And I have to do that at work all the time. Um, I have to do that at home. I have to do that with family members. I have to do that with friends because if I constantly react the way that my flesh wants to or my heart wants to, there will be no peace because it's not going to come out in love. Right. It's going to come out very harsh. It's going to come out direct. Like I'm, I could be quick-witted sometimes, so I can be hurtful. Um, but I have to constantly, above all else, whatever my mind and whatever I physically can do, above all that, I have to give everybody God's love first because ultimately he came here to die for me, to die for you, to die for us, mm -hmm. even though we didn't deserve it. Right. So, so no matter who we're talking to, whether they deserve our love or not, we have to love them and be at peace with everybody. We have to find a way to be peaceable, even with those that don't want it. And the only way you can do that is by showing them God's love, because that is the deactivator for almost everything. If you show them God's love in action, no matter what their words are, it usually diffuses them. They usually are, you know, occasionally you'll get the real hothead that is just, he's you know, just he's obnoxious and he wants to be against you because you like, because you love God or you claim, you know, to, to share Jesus with him. And they got to, you know, I've had that happen, but 98% of the time, it's usually the other way around. Like if you, if they're mad and, and you're like, even if you just smile back at them, it's usually like a, a, a switch of tone because then they're like, wait, like, you're not going to meet me with the same madness, right. you know, right. like, wait, who, what's wrong with you? Well, you know, what's different about you? And then it sometimes leads into conversations that, you know, could be a, a, a real life changer for them because they may have been looking for peace that they didn't know was literally standing in front of them because they were raised in a, in a church. They've been told about Jesus, whatever it may be. We don't know where the, the seeds get planted or the water gets, you know, the seeds get watered. Mm -hmm. um, but we, can in talking with my wife, like God uses those moments. He uses accidents. He uses 
um, blow up conversations. He uses arguments. A lot of the times when we think that are like the worst thing, he'll use those to get our attention, to stop us dead in our tracks. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and speaking personally and, and from actual experience, like that hap- that's happened to me countless times where I've felt like it's been unfair or I felt like, you uh-huh. know, the end of the world or uh-huh. I felt like things are just falling apart. Uh, God shows himself in that. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you weren't like, it's not like you left. I just stopped looking for you. I right. Looking for everything else. It's like that footsteps story. Yeah, exactly. Right. Where, yeah. you know, there's two sets of footsteps and then it turns into one set of footsteps. And the story goes that, you know, um, you know, God and this man are walking. And then the man's like kind of reflecting on that time when it was really tough. And he said, you know, I could see you walking with me. And then, you know, now it's only one set of footsteps and I had to do it on my own. And the footstep story is you weren't on your own. That was me carrying you. Mm-hmm. That's why there's only one set of footsteps. Cause I was carrying they you through that. Yours, yeah. yeah. They weren't yours. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> because for us, we can always get, you know, in our, in our own feelings about, you know, what is fair, what is right. Right. Uh, what is just, what is going to bring us this temporary happiness, right? What is going to um, get us to the point where we feel that we have what we want. But again, in the economy of God, none of those things mm. matter, right? We, we should have eternal joy and peace with him and we should be good with that. Mm. That's why, you know, we're to put on that love, um, which is the bond of perfection, um, as you were even you were talking about um, that love and joy, um, I, I went back to John chapter 15. Um, I'll read verses 11 through 13. But it says, these things I have spoken to you that my joy may remain in you, in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, than to lay down one's life for his friends. And he goes on to say, you are my friends if you do what I command you. And then he talks about no longer calling us servants um, because of the relationship between a servant and a master. But we are all family. Mm. Um, But point being that we not only have joy from him, but that joy may be full, Mm -hmm. which implies that only we can reduce it Mm -hmm. and only he can refill it. Right. Yeah. So for us, we should be, you know, as Chuck Smith says, staying under the spout where the blessings pour out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's on that's on us to go do that right. and to get that. And we can do that anytime we want, uh, as long as we get out of our own way, right. as long as we get out of our own feelings. And we're not trying to we're not trying to um, mess with the, the, the weights on the scale saying, "Ooh, my side looks a little light. Mm. Right. And then try to add some so that we can have some kind of equality you know we don't we don't fairness. we don't what's that fairness yeah fairness <laughs> we don't get to do that because it's not our scale and we shouldn't be trying to tip anything into our favor right. but instead you know be joyful for what we what we do have and even as we look at you know this time of year it's it's highly consumer driven um but you know everything you buy immediately starts to almost everything you buy immediately starts to depreciate but the relationships in the family the friends that we have the love that we have 
those are the things that we should be grateful and thankful for because those are the things that nobody could take away and we don't deserve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, we have, you know, if you don't have a Bible that has red letters in it, um, I suggest you get one <laughs> because. Amen. <laughs> because when Jesus is talking, it is that important. It needs to be different. It needs to be yeah. set apart from the rest of the font. It needs to be able to stand out on the page because it's God speaking directly to each and every one of us. And the Bible is, is that in general, it's God's word. It's talking directly to us. As you read it, you'll see and hear him speak directly to you in in and through all things. But the red lettering is something that to me, I have to read two or three times whenever I'm going through it because I really want to, take in the full weight of what Jesus is saying because the majority of the time it's promises to his children and things you're reading from, you know, John 15, which is us being part of the vine and, yep. and promises of how we are going to be able to love one another as long as we stay connected to that vine. We are going to have and be obedient and be able to be obedient because we're connected to that vine. Because that's another one of those bad words. When you were talking about it, I was like, ooh, obey. I was like, that's another one of those things that emotionally will cause you to go crazy sometimes because some people don't want to obey anything. Some people want to rebel against everything. Which is, by the way, obedience right? to their flesh. (laughs) I mean, mic drop. Should we just end it now? (laughs) That's it, guys. Thanks for stopping by. (laughs) I was like, that just blew my mind. (laughs) But, yeah, you're right. It is full obedience to your flesh at that point. So, yeah, you could flip them. See, again, we talk about these things, so I have ammo. <laughs> uh, because that's true. It's, you know, it's that partial obedience is full disobedience, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's the same type of thing. But I was in John 14, verse 27, for peace. And besides Romans 5.1, because Romans 5.1 is, is peace with God. We're justified, right? We're made right in his sight. By Jesus, but John four, uh, yeah, John fourteen twenty seven, Jesus in the NLT says, "I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart, and the peace I give as is, or sorry, the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid." And for me, when I got saved, and that's that's my my testimony is when I got saved, that was the immediate feeling, the immediate overwhelming peace of God took over me. And ever since reading this verse in John 14, I've been able to fully receive that. And I have to read this verse often because the peace I look for visually when I'm out and about and trying to make peace with people is not the same peace that I have living inside of me because the peace that I have living inside of me can't be changed. It can't be swayed by emotion. It can't be swayed by circumstance because he's the same yesterday, today and forever. Right. So if he's a peace in my heart and mind, he even, he, he promised these are red letters. Again, this is Jesus talking. He's promised us. We don't have to be afraid because he's going to, give us a peace that'll smooth out those roads, that'll smooth out those tough spots. And as we go through things, that becomes more apparent and real because a lot of stuff we go through, we can't control. A majority of it is out of our control. So the best thing to do is give 
all of our trust, all of our focus, all of our emotion to the peace that won't change, to the peace that's going to be there. Right. And in in my Bible, that section's titled The Gift of Peace. Amen. Uh, and that's what Isaiah 9, 6 was talking about. Amen. Right? <laughs> um, because that peace that we have can rule and reign in our hearts that nobody else can take, take from us. Right. But if we allow them to, mm -hmm. they can, mm -hmm. they can, they can rob us of our joy. For sure. They can rob us of our peace. Um, but we have to, you know, to your point, maybe read these things several times, let it penetrate our hearts and minds, uh, but live it out as well, which is, which, you know, is increasingly becoming more difficult mm -hmm. because of some of, you know, the underhanded persecution. We don't face persecution like a lot of, other Christians do around the world. Uh, but we, we, we have a little bit. Um, but because of that, it really disheartens people mm -hmm. and they begin to water down or soften what the, what the gospel is. And it begins to um, steal their peace and their joy. Um, because when you do that, you know, you feel it. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and you begin to live it. Mm. And I think a lot of Christians these days have kind of compromised what they what they believe because of other people and not standing firm saying hey look if i truly want peace then i have to be with my lord and savior jesus christ and that peace comes from him and i stand for and believe in what he believes in mm -hmm. because he says my peace i give to you my peace i leave with you is what he's saying not as the world right gives do i give to you and then he says, let your heart not be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Mm -hmm. And if you go back to, if you go forward, I should say to chapter 16, verse 33, he kind of rounds it back out. And he says, these things I have spoken to you, that in me, you may have peace in the world. You will have tribulation, but be of good cheer because I have overcome the world. Mm -hmm. And he kind of mic drops it right here mm -hmm. because this is right before he starts to pray mm -hmm. for himself, for the disciples, and then for us. Um, but as he mic drops this, he says, everything that you're going to face for your whole entire earthly life i've already overcome it mm -hmm. that's why you can have peace because mm -hmm. i gave it to you mm -hmm. and i didn't give you like this little low grade low budget peace i mm -hmm. gave you peace that surpasses all understanding we'll get to that in a little bit but i gave you peace that has overcome the world so everything that's going to happen to you mm -hmm. i've already defeated mm -hmm. yes. again red letters that our promises we can sit on. Charles Stanley says, worry does not fit a child of God. And I, and I, yeah, and I, 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 to me that hits home because Jesus does tell us that trials and tribulations are going to come, but to take heart because he's overcome the world. So as soon as I'm worrying, I'm not trusting God. Right. And that again is that disobedience. And again, me questioning God, me saying life isn't fair. Like, and then he's looking down at me like, really? Like, I sent my son here and you're going to complain about, you know, your emotional, you know, that's that Joshua moment in seven, right? When he right. falls down on his face and he's yeah. like, Lord, oh, throwing dust. Why did this Yo. happen? And God's like, get up Dude. off your face. What are you doing? There's sin in the camp, handle it. You know, and that, to me, that's that, you know, and blunt, because I'm like, I'm a guy, I probably need to hear it like that. But that, that speaks to me because get out of your emotions, yeah. stop feeling, being Mr. Feely get up and do what you're supposed to do just obey yeah those those words i had before the study 
I had went through Joshua, I don't know how many years ago, maybe two, three years ago. Uh, but I had those, I had those two words like kind of circled. And then I went back through it again and I was like, man, this is good. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like yeah. if, 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 if we could grasp the scene in scenario of all those things that took place where Joshua was like, oh my gosh, we're done. We, 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 we sinned against the Lord. I'm the leader all on me. How did I let this happen? And he's on his face. Probably I can imagine. Okay. I'm not saying this has happened. <laughs> I can imagine him just on the ground, like rolling around like a little kid. Like, right. I can't believe it. I'm done. This is it. Yeah. And, and the almighty God tells him two words, get up. Yeah. And then he tells him again, yeah. get up. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> get up. And uh, so, yeah, what are you doing? What are you doing? Get up! And it and it and it it just it just reminds me of like, um, of like I people like Elijah in the cave, David in the cave, right? But ma- mainly Elijah, mainly Elijah, because God says, "What are you doing here? I I have a remnant. Right? Why are you hiding? Right. It's like Jezebel's after Same me. Thing. So." Who? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's us yeah. in the flesh, hiding in the cave or laying on the ground. And God's like, get up, knock it off. Right. And for context of Joshua, he just literally just witnessed the Jordan being split and then walking through and then just witnessed walls of Jericho fall down after they just walked around it and shouted. Yeah. yeah. But he knew that he took that advice wrong. Mm. And as soon as, as soon as he found out, was it 36, 26, 36, 36 yeah. 36 of their soldiers died and he's like well we were supposed to just come in here and just wipe everybody out mm. and then he realized something something was wrong mm-hmm. there was sin in the camp mm-hmm. there was sin in the camp and what happened and um i actually got to share that um at jordan school with the little small group that they have mm-hmm. um and each time we meet with those kids before we meet with them they have a chapel mm-hmm. and it just so happens that the chapel uh, was condensed. They didn't have a message. Yeah. Just so happens. Just so happens. <laughs> That's a saying. <laughs> um, and, uh, and like, I was, I was actually kind of reading through it again that morning. And I was like, man, this is so cool. And uh, so we get into the classroom and then the teacher looks at me. He's like, do you have a devotion? I was like, I do. Yeah. I oh. looked at him. I do. Yeah. Back pocket, buddy. Dude. <laughs> This one's off the top, though. Oh, nothing was written. Nice. Yeah, this was just straight up off the top. And then I began to tell these young men they need to get up. Yeah. Mm. He's just staring at me. He's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I'm not asking him again. <laughs> never going to ask him to <laughs> do nothing. He's all convicted, too. He's, uh, he's all standing. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm up. I'm up. I'm up. I'm, I'm up. up. I got it. Here, here yeah. we go. I'm up. No, but praise God that um, that was on my heart to share with those young men. Right. Um, because and to get that opportunity to then share it with them too, yeah. that's like another blessing. I'll yeah, no, no doubt, no yeah, doubt. That's cool. Um, but for us, like we 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 get that way when we forget that we have peace with God, when we forget that we have the love of God inside of us, and we're to put that on, right? Yeah. And that's something that for us as Christians, we have to be mindful of, no matter what the circumstances. You and I, you know, have this flesh. And it tries to rule and reign, um, but the spirit is also willing. Right. The spirit is also willing. We just need to yield. We right. we have to, we have to yield. 
if we go to Philippians, we all know this, right? Chapter four, verses seven through eight. Um, or sorry, six through six through seven. Um, but I do want to read eight through nine. Uh, but it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding. Listen to this will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. It will guard your heart and mind, but that can only come from Jesus. Mm. And that peace that surpasses all understanding. If you've ever had that, it is like the most amazing amazing feeling and it's one of those things for me that i spiritually chase because of how freeing it was to not worry mm -hmm. to not worry and just like god, god's got this i'm not i'm not even worried mm -hmm. and if you've ever been in a situation where somebody is not worried it it like it, it freaks you out mm -hmm. you're like why aren't you what's wrong with you yeah what, what's going on you'd be like hey god's got this yeah. I'm not, I'm not even, not even worried. Yeah. I'm actually excited. What yeah. is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> what is he gonna, how's he going to get us yeah, out of this anticipate. one? Anticipate. <laughs> What's he going to do to get us <laughs> out of this one? What's he going to do to get oh, us out of this? Oh man, to think like that. Oh, you know what I, I, mean? I need that kind of faith. Right? <laughs> we all do. I'm not, yeah, I'm, I'm Joshua rolling around the uh, on the ground like, Lord, oh. <laughs> Lord, why me? Lord, Lord, help me God. Lord. Help me God. Not again. Yeah. Oh, aching. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I have sent. Oh, okay. Oh, it was me too. No, it was me too. Okay, so we only Sorry. I shouldn't have sent spies Forgive out. Forgive me. They said three thousand though. We got this. Yeah, Let's yeah. roll. Yeah, the the part of that scripture always got me because you know it says that they they plan to attack, but it's it's like you never you never really thought that what what was going to happen after you attacked the the place. You know, like it wasn't like like God give gave them specific instructions of utter destruction for the things that shouldn't be and then the the fully devotion devoted things. yeah you had two options right yeah, yeah. yeah. you yeah. couldn't keep anything you, you yeah you either yeah. ruined it or gave it to god right and yeah. then they get to ai right after all that and they're just like making the split thought split second decision of oh there's yeah there's like twelve thousand people we can take them with three like why like how, yeah. how why do we do that like why do we think that we are going to have the victory or even not even thinking of the victory, just planning the attack. And then we don't see the finished product. And that's where God always laughs when we try to tell him our plans, right? Like when we're like, Hey God, this is what we're going to do. He's going to look, look at us and be like, you can go ahead and try, but this is, you know, if you really ask me, I'll tell you how to complete that mission. Right. You're, you're only looking at the very start of it. Um, and for me that, that is very potent and convicting because I'll try to logically fix or figure things out before I'll seek God. And it's funny because I, I see, I see God going, all right, I'll talk to you in a little bit. I'll see you in a little bit. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he'll just say, yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah. And then when you come back, he's like, you good now? You want, you, yeah. you want to talk about my plan? You want, you want to go do it again? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> retake that test. You want, you, you want to retake that <laughs> test? Um, because. No. Right. His, his, his plan is sovereign, but you know, one of some, well, one of probably the most mind blowing thing in the world is that free will. Mm -hmm. We are all subject to our own and everybody else's free will. Right. right. And it's one of those conversations where people are like, well, if there's a God, why do bad things happen? I go, because you have free will. Right. 
If I wanted to kill you for saying something stupid like that, I can. (laughs) Right? And then you're done. Right? (laughs) Then what? (laughs) Then what? Right? But the thing is that free will is 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 what people mis misconceive about what life is. Like we all have choices and we are not necessarily always the sum of those choices and decisions, but we are subject to the results of those decisions we are subject to them right Mm. by the grace of god we are forgiven if something were to happen to us today and we passed away we would be face to face with our lord and savior are you yeah will you yeah that's what matters right right but the problem the problem with a lot of people is they can't get out of their own way there's a lot of like self-involved emotions that prevent people from Mm. seeing god because of what has either happened to them or what has happened to somebody else in their lives. And these things become those, those little strings that the enemy just continues to pull on. He's like, Oh no, no, no. Oh no, no. He Mm. just keeps pulling on these strings and it unravels people's lives Mm -hmm. because you know, they don't have peace Mm. with God. They're at enmity with God and they're being controlled by the enemy. Because they're on the wrong side, they're on the wrong side, and they're living for today, right? And while you're talking, I'm like, man, sin, sin has consequences 100%. And half of the worry of us people are those consequences rather than giving it to God, repenting, getting right with Him. So now you are justified in His sight. You're no longer an enemy. So now you get that peace that no one else can give that can only be that gift from God. Now you don't have to worry about the consequences. Now, I feel like that was, you know, even while you're talking, and this is, you know, years in the making of even figuring this out, but I'm like, oh, that was probably half of the weight I felt being lifted off of my shoulders when I got saved was the worry of the consequences of the things I've done. Worry of past sin, worry of guilt, worry of shame. But God says, it's clean. Yes, I'm going to have consequences or may have been going through them. Who knows? Like, But when you give them to God, he gives you peace to go through whatever it is that you got to go through. Mm. Paul had to live with a a thorn in his flesh. flesh, Paul had to live with bad eyesight or whatever he's going through physically. Those were things he had to deal with, but did he let that hinder his walk? Did he let that slow him down? No, it actually motivated him to push harder, to do more even, Mm -hmm. to write letters to churches from jail. Like, I want that kind of faith. I want to be motivated by what God's done in my life and not hindered by the things I see in front of me. And he called it light affliction. Yeah, yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah, the list, yeah, the list you know is what I mean? ridiculous. It was like, yeah. I'm not even going to yeah. go into that. Like, yeah. Light affliction. You I'm over I mean? here. Oh, man, I got a right. paper cut. I got a paper cut. <laughs> He's like, light affliction. No problem. <laughs> you guys want to put me in the stocks? I'll start singing. We're a bunch of wimps. Right? <laughs> but the, the, the interesting thing about people's opinions about themselves and what they're owed, like I mentioned earlier about the criminals when mm-hmm. they get caught, like we've all sinned and we all have these things on our account, right? Mm-hmm. But God wiped it clean. When you get that, you get you get that peace 
Um, but that peace that those those criminals have, we all have those things hanging over our head. So the reason people are so defensive is because they have yet to be caught and admit like what has happened, what has taken place and become right with God where they repent for their sins. So them that are in that state are have these, the, the weight and the burden continually on them. Right. But that's why, that's, what it is. that's why Jesus is telling us to yoke up with him. Mm-hmm. You know, take upon my yoke. Yeah. My burden, burden is easy. Light, yeah. yeah. It's light. No problem. Yeah. I'm going to, uh, you're, I'm the older oxen. Shoulder yeah. I'm the older oxen. I'm going to take the whole entire weight of the yoke, mm-hmm. and I just want you to walk right next to me. That's awesome. And then you'll be able to see peace. Yeah. And we're going to go tread, and we're going to go plow until we get to go home. And that's something that should be ruling and reigning in our hearts. Um, but I wanted to kind of, um, as, a, as a closing note, I wanted to read um, Revelation chapter 22, uh, verse 12 and 13. Uh, he says, And behold, I'm coming quickly, and my reward is with me to give to everyone according to his work. I'm the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. That's all that matters. If you want peace, you need to know this guy. Right. And that's, that's all about surrendering before you get caught. And that yeah. was, that was, or even if you get caught, right. You, you, you surrender, but right. you absolutely need right. to surrender. That was, that's the dumping. That's yeah. the sleep. That's the rest is yeah. when you've surrendered. Yep. Dumping. I like that. Yeah. yeah. That, that, well, that you're giving me mental pictures of when I'm getting, when I was getting saved and the feeling and the, the overwhelming thoughts I had at that moment. And, and I was, I couldn't put a word to it but it, when you said that i'm like that's what it was the rest came from the surrender from just 100 you gave it you let go you just the reins everything you've let go and and he's one he's 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 coming back for us so if you're holding or harboring anything now it's it's time to to give that to him so you can live in that peace until he does come back yeah and this is I, I should have mentioned it, but this is Jesus's words, mm-hmm. right? Red letters, red letters, red letters, y'all. Um, but that's something that we should have peace and comfort knowing that he is coming back quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are we going to do until then? Right. Are we going to convict ourselves and others? Or are we going to, you know, put on that, that perfect bond of peace, Amen. that love. Right out. Uh, dear Lord, I just thank you for this time you've given us to, to have a conversation uh, about you, Lord, I thank you for my brother Justin and his his family for even opening up their home and uh, making this this space available. I just thank you for all that you've given to all of us to even have anything, Lord. We thank you for the gift of peace that you've given us. We thank you for saving us. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for this time of the of the year, Lord, and the opportunities uh, you've given us or even uh, will set up in front of us uh, going forward, Lord. I pray that we do. Uh, surrender to your will and and not just be about our business but be about yours lord and and share though the the peace that we have with those around us whether it be at a at a store somewhere during the the shopping season or at a dinner table with family or uh in, in a, whatever setting you put us in lord i pray that if you want us to speak or if you want us to 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 show in action the love that you've given us and the peace that you've given us i pray that we do so with a full obedient heart a heart that wants to to reach those that don't know you, Lord. I thank you for this podcast and even uh, the abilities and the electronics to be able to record such a thing, Lord. And those that hear this and listen to it, I pray for special blessings and protection over them. And we just thank you for all that you do. We look forward to what you have in store for us in the future. We thank you. We love you. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.
Don't forget, Jesus loves you, and so do we.